Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about undoing other people's DIY they never should have done. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing. Without you doing that, I wouldn't have been able to get this podcast going internationally, being able to talk to people in South America and in Europe already. We're traveling around the country via the internet, interviewing tons of other great individuals, meeting up with other awesome podcasters that also wouldn't be happening without the support of the No Phony Podcast Network and all the great podcasts I've got on there. That can be found at nophonynetwork.com as well as on Twitter, Instagram, as well as Facebook. Check out some of these guys right now. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Travis from the Know Your Draft Podcast, and you are listening to the No Phony Podcast Network. Follow our network and our show on Twitter at PhonyNo and at Know Your Draft. Thanks, and enjoy the episode, my friends. Hi, we're the Grave Girls from Grave Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Hawthorne. And I'm Amaryllis. Every week, we watch a different horror film. And I find a scary story that goes with it that will definitely leave you shaking in your boots. And if you aren't wearing boots, my true crime case and murder will scare the pants off you. And then you'll just be naked, and that's just that's just a fun time. So listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to check out our website at grave-girls.com. We love you all in case we die. Bye! So those of you who've been listening to this podcast long enough and those of you who know me personally and well enough know that I love the DIY lifestyle. I love to be able to do things and build things with my own hands, repair things, upgrade cars, home, entertainment, the house, anything I can physically do or learn to do, I love to be able to do it. Now, I also have either the ignorance, the self-confidence, or just the blind faith in myself and my ability and common sense to be able to address a majority of issues that come up with my day-to-day lifestyle and for me to be able to live in a world that I want to be accustomed to. And I'm also too cheap to want to pay for someone else to do it or pay high dollar for something I could probably do myself. Now, I think I heavily rely more on YouTube and my own abilities to be able to do it, but I also have a garage full of tools. Some I bought from Harbor Freight for one-time use that stayed the test of time for two or three uses, which is highly uncharacteristic for any of those of you who know anything about Harbor Freight and their tools, or things I've bought high dollar because I know I'm going to reuse them and get as much use out of them as possible. Now, when it comes to home repairs, home upgrades, auto repairs, auto upgrades, I typically expect to start from a fresh slate. That being, the car has been either maintained well, or if there have been repairs done to it, the repairs have been done professionally or have been done really well in someone's garage. Same for the household manner. If 
there's something wrong with the house. Really, I'm expecting to come to a clean slate and it being the first time of the error for that particular object, that room, or whatever it might be. Or maybe it's a replacement that was put in by a technician, which has been replaced professionally and done real well. Unfortunately, that's not what this episode's about because that's not the life I have been able to live. When it comes to the current vehicle I drive on a daily basis, my 1999 Subaru Lesbian Wagon, I bought it super cheap because there was issues with it I knew I could fix. Now, at the time when I purchased it, I didn't see all of the marker pen on a majority of the parts for suspension and underneath the hood. I did see some, so I knew some parts were put on from a pick and pull. So if you're not familiar with marker pens and characteristics of the numbering of random car parts, typically that means that a pick and pull or a dismantler yard has pulled the parts. They've categorized them and labeled them for their own inventory and then sell them to someone else to do for themselves or even some garages will put them on. So if you ever look under the hood, you can see that that has been replaced by someone else using a used part, sometimes remanufactured, most of the time, probably not. My car, however, has a litter of these. So I have fixed them numerous times and I've actually upgraded my suspension and been able to maintain this car for many, many years. Now, when it comes to my home, well, that's another fixer-upper story. We bought this house knowing we were going to have to fix it. We got a screaming deal on the house because, like they say about fat chicks, it has good bones. So we were able to look past what exactly was on the superficial level when it came to carpet that was full of soot and dirt and urine and smoke salmon and peach colored walls that were god awful and sticky and tacky and held all the nicotine in from the walls to look past everything to see well we could probably redo the floors we could absolutely repaint everything hopefully getting all the smell out of everything so that's what we did we bought this house we Started right off taking the rape dungeon out of the garage these guys had with claw marks on a pocket door that converted this two-car garage into a workbench and a what they called quote-unquote bonus fucking bedroom, which again had claw marks across it. We hope it's from the dog, but we're not quite sure because that, uh, was it, the Bay Area rapist is in Sacramento area, so for all we know, this could have been his haven too. Yeah, it's fucking creepy. But... We demolished that bonus room. We took up all the flooring in the entire house, spent weeks painting, sanding. I laid down the flooring in the majority of the house with a friend of mine, neither of us having ever done it before, but I watched way too much of Flipper Flop and Property Brothers and DIY and HGTV, so I think I can do everything. And you know what? I, I did. I did pretty well. And we don't have any issues with that. Then again, I also haven't put in some of the transition strips that needed to be done. So the broad stroke things for me were very easy to do. Took me some time, a lot of nights after work, but I was able to do it because the majority of what I did wasn't someone else's fuck up. 
This was what was originally here, and someone professionally put down new carpet over concrete floors. Perfectly fine. Now, what was fucked up was these fuckers put in three and four different types of fucking tile throughout the house. They back buttered just each individually tile and put each individual tile down, which is not how you do it if you've ever watched HGTV. You're supposed to put a lot more than just a little bit of a spackle on the back of it if you want and then push that to the ground. Well, on top of that, they jaggedly cut a line, super jigged all across the floor. So it looked like the guy either had a fucking seizure or he couldn't hold a goddamn dremel because these were cut as they were down. There's no fucking way these were cut on a saw before they're placed down because they were too wobbly. The guy kept fucking sneezing when he was trying to cut a straight line and there was no straight line. There's no rhyme or reason to it. On top of that, they thought it was a great idea to take peel and stick vinyl flooring and then let's add more industrial strength adhesive to that fucking peel and stick and then put that directly on concrete. That took me and a friend three fucking days in an industrial heat gun on top of a power chisel to get the fucking strips up to be able to put the new flooring down over that concrete. Who the fuck does that? You couldn't do the tile right, so they thought you would overdo peel and stick fucking vinyl flooring. You fucking idiots. That is just asinine. Then we take things to today. As of recent days, if you've been following me on Instagram and Facebook, you've noticed that I have purchased some irrigation items, some sprinklers, some PVC, and a timer program or whatever the fuck it's called. Because the original setup that we had in this house, that had to have been redone I don't know how many fucking times. But the previous owners of this house decided for my massive front yard, it was a great idea to shallow bury PVC low-grade PVC for an irrigation system, which is supposed to be a lot further than the two inches it was at most parts of this yard, and then to use five different types of sprinkler heads that didn't cover the whole lawn and fucking sprayed the front of the house, causing wood rot under one of my windowsills. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking or how the fuck they assumed this was a great idea, so I needed to redo all of this to have a lush and green lawn. Or as my friend just told me today, gold is the new green for lawns in California. Which, if you're the only gold lawn in the neighborhood, you just look like shit and we kind of do right now. We can't be outdone by the shitty neighbors in the actual court that are just weird alcoholics and we're nice ones and welcoming to everybody we know and even people we don't know. The lawn didn't represent who we are internally and who we are outgoing to everybody else, so that had to be addressed and fixed. And so that's what I decided to take on. And of course, because I watch way too much DIY and HDTV, 
never having done irrigation systems in my life, I thought, fuck it, how hard could this really be? You just dig a little bit, you unscrew one sprinkler head, screw another sprinkler head into it, put a timer on, fuck it, call it done. Well, I was wrong. I was pretty massively wrong on that. Now, it wasn't something that was going to be difficult or hard, but I knew it was going to entail me doing a little bit more work than I planned on doing. Now, and talking to a friend who had done this before, actually numerous times on both of his previous houses, he had informed me that there are better quality sprinkler heads to buy and they use less water, which would save me a lot more in water because again, I'm cheap. I'm not trying to spray water everywhere and just skeet all over everyone's lawns and just see what happens on that one. I wanted to be very specific and very frugal on the water, but still be very efficient. So I did research. I found the right equipment. I found the right sprinkler head, the bodies, everything. And I also find a great warehouse store to get them for pennies on the dollar, brand new with warranties and everything, which again, if you know me, super cheap, loved it. think it's a great idea. But when it came down to digging under each sprinkler head that was already there to cut back and put on a more supportive swing arm and doing it uh, properly, found out that these fucking idiots used low-grade PVC that's very fragile when exposed to any extreme heat or left out in the sun, wasn't buried deep enough, it was cracked in a few different places, and they had repaired it a few times. One spot in particular leaked. They cut it back. They put a coupler in between it didn't fucking glue it, just put the two pieces of PVC on each side and hope that that was going to be enough. That was in one location, on another location, they never even glued the fucking sprinkler head into the PVC, so that pushed right the fuck out. On other locations, they had it buried under the wrong things, next to the wrong things, it was just a clusterfuck. So instead of being able to put in my own irrigation system, I had to first track down and find all of the issues within the irrigation system that they put in. All this did was start mission irrigation irritation. All I did for three days was turn the water on and watch where my lawn started getting all these water spots and just kept flowing water, water, water out. Turn the water off, didn't stop, just kept going because Now for me turning on the sprinklers and not being on for a few months, the actual membrane that holds the water out from the water source was now broken and just letting water flow consistently all the way through. And I would have just turned off the valve right next to the actual valves for the sprinkler, except for they never fucking installed one. You have to turn off all the water to the main part of the house just to get the fucking sprinklers off because they half-assed that too. After a solid week of after work and some weekend warrior bullshit, finally got everything set up the proper way, everything's in the proper settings and standards, and it's done. It's great. Now I've got to water it for a few weeks and see what's going to happen on that. And then I've got to put in some nutrition and some soil builders and some pH balance, some horse that I don't know anything about yet. But of course, I've got friends who do know about it. And again, I've got fucking YouTube. Fucking love YouTube. DIY says sod. I'm not putting sod in. It's too fucking expensive. I'm not that kind of Jew. And I'll figure it out. We'll be okay with that. 
But the issue that I'm coming at is if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, don't fucking do it. There's a difference between taking on a small project and if you fuck up, you just have to redo it. That's something you can do perfectly fine. If you want to do like I did in the past few months and restore an old antique cabinet, I brought that back and instead of keeping it that wood that it was probably originally at and doing the fucking shabby chic that I can't stand, painted it all white, Ashley picked some big old gaudy knobs on there, put new glass in it, fantastic. For what cost me about 30 bucks to pick up off of OfferUp, I spent probably another $60, $65, and that's Lucy. She's in here recording with me because she's a daddy's dog. She can't go anywhere else besides my side. Sorry about that. But when it comes down to doing that, for all in maybe 100 120 bucks, we got a cabinet that sells for a few hundred dollars. Now, if I were to mess that up, no big deal. I can just sand it back down and redo it. That's one thing. When you're doing things like tile and you're actually putting more and putting that down and you fuck it up and you don't pick it back up, you leave it there, fuck you. You're leaving that there for me to fucking deal with. I've got to then find a tile that's kind of like that one, maybe, sort of, if, and put it in that fucking place. I've got to then drum out around it. I've got to sand the concrete and redo it because you fucked up the first time. You couldn't fucking figure it out. And these guys didn't fuck up once. They fucked up on a whole fucking string, which means a fucked up, jagged line like he's fucking masturbating in one hand and cutting fucking tile in another and thought, skeet right on the fucking floor. That'll hold this bitch down. Now they've changed from interior shit to exterior shit. They didn't do this properly, so I can't just dig up and trench where I want to lay things down and map things out properly. I've got to physically find where everything they have done and redo what they've done but make it done properly, and then I can move on to what I want to do. I fucking found three sprinklers that were buried. Part of the irrigation system, but buried. Never knew they were there. And we've run this system a few times. Never fucking saw them. So now I had to follow each line, dig every line up. Cap off sprinkler heads that were no longer necessary. Patch fucking holes. Redo everything because they fucked up royally. If they would have used some higher grade PVC, a majority of this shit would have never broke. If they bury them properly, this shit would have never broke. If they would have spent more money up front and did this right the first time, none of this would have ever happened. Which again, if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, find out how to do it right. Go on YouTube. Watch HGTV. There are tons Tons of different people, both on podcasts and on YouTube videos, Facebook streams. There's a handyman fucking magazine you can get that shows you the easy ways of doing things. Now everything's called a life hack for this, a life hack for that. You know what? If it's going to fuck up the quality of what you're fucking doing, don't do it. That's just an inevitable way to know that it's going to come back to you you have to fucking repair it and if you do it wrong and you make it worse then you're gonna have to pay 
for someone to fix your fuck up. And now, a shout out from a no funny podcaster. Hi, I'm Jay Ray, and this is Loop Dog L Double O P D O W G. Oh, Jesus Christ! That's me. That's right. From Politics with Dummies on the No Phony Podcast Network, and my favorite Halloween candy is I don't I don't, I don't really eat the shit, so I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really fuck with candy. I like I like the bigger candy. Give me a full size Snickers. I don't want to go to a lot of houses. What, what's your favorite, motherfucker? My favorite one was probably those little wax bottles that you had to bite off and you. Suck down the Kool-Aid. That's fucking sexy as hell, dude. Wasn't it? (laughs) Now, for all of you auto mechanic, car, truck, bike, DIYers that... Just like me, you've probably seen all the Fast and Furious movies way too many times. But know that they're quality movies, okay acting, hot girls, and hot cars. Unlike me, you think you have an ability to work on a fucking car that you have no fucking rhyme or reason to be touching. Just because you watch The Fast and Furious, just because you watch people drift on YouTube does not make you an auto mechanic. Just because you see Motor Mondays on TV and you go to car shows doesn't make you a fucking mechanic i've been doing the shit on my cars for damn near 20 years now and i don't even consider myself a mechanic i still call on my friends when i have issues i still check out youtube when i have issues the difference between your fucking dumbass and mine besides that goddamn shit can of a fucking exhaust you have on the back of your honda civic and your fucked up wing hey Front wheel drive doesn't need a wing. And you doing 45 doesn't connotate you needing a wing in the first place. Is that I know what the fuck I'm doing. I can deduce how to fix things. I'm also not trying to make my cars look like some fucking import piece of shit. Because that's what I think is fucking awesome. My cars are amped up suspension amped up brakes and amped up audio because I want to have a good smooth ride. I want to drive as fast as I normally do, but I'm also getting cut off a lot. So I need to fucking stop. That's why you dumb motherfuckers with 26, 28, 32 inch fucking rims with the same fucking brakes. That's not going to work. That's why your Denali has got fucking dents on it. That's why you can't sell that bitch. That's also why you're in way over your head and upside down. Your fucking payment, you fucking idiot. Stop trying to fix your cars and upgrade them and then not be able to do it right and then try to sell them to people saying that you have upgraded injectors. Oh, by the way, it doesn't run and I can't get it past smog. Then you don't have upgraded anything. You have a fucking piece of shit, a lop on the road. You are responsible by law to get the car to pass smog if you're selling it as a normal car. That is your responsibility. It's also your responsibility as a fucking normal person to understand your fucking limits. Don't list something on a for sale website. I was going to say Craigslist, but I don't think anyone buys it on Craigslist anymore. And say that you just 
put new tires on this 1989 Honda Civic fucking DX and thinks that this now increases the value of your vehicle. It fucking doesn't. Not at all. Because if you didn't have tires, I'd pay you less. Whether tires are new, used, bald, if they're not holding air well, I'm going to fucking give you the minimal amount of money possible anyway. I'm not going to give you a fuck ton of money. So quit fucking around with vehicles. You can't fucking fix when you fuck them up. You can't drive on the road. And fuck you for fucking always driving around that little fucking placard on the back of your fucking car because you can't get your fucking car to pass smog because you've upgraded the engine with new aftermarket parts. It's going to go so much faster. But see, it runs better without the emissions. Fuck you. You have to have the emissions on there in California. And if you can't, then you fucking did it wrong. That's why this fucking computer programs. That's what you just push the button. You then have an upgraded ECU. You can then unload a fuck ton of horsepower. But when you have to get smogged, you push that button again. You then have the emissions back on there. You can pass the fucking smog. Smart idea. Yeah, those are pretty fucking expensive. And you have to know how to wire fucking vehicles. Now, again... YouTube, forums online, everything's there for you. Figure that shit out. And for you fuckers, if you're listening to me, that are the fucking dickheads that are ripping off people's fucking exhausts and selling them for the fucking metal within them, fuck you. People have the fucking exhausts on their dualies, on their fucking diesels, on their cars that are stock fucking exhausts because they don't want to fuck around with things. They want things to run normal and fucking just pass smog and have to deal with it. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Just take it from other people so you can make a fucking penny when they have to pay hundreds of dollars to get that shit just purchased and then have it attached back on just so you can fucking steal again. Fucking pricks. You people are the ones that deserve to be sodomized with a hot poker right next to the pedophiles and the fucking priests that are on the fucking rain from fucking Pennsylvania right now. I'm not even going to get into that. But y'all deserve hot pokers in the butt. Enjoy those and die from fucking sepsis, you piece of shit. Now, this entire episode started off with me expressing my utmost fascination with being able to do repairs and upgrades of everything by myself. Now that's because I have an ability and fucking common sense that I feel the majority of this country, the majority of people trying this shit don't have. That's why there's TV shows about first time flippers that fuck things up. You know what? TV station doesn't come and help you. You don't fucking deserve it. You fucked up in the first place. You should have taken on a fucking job you didn't know how to do in the first place. Put your money where your fucking mouth was and you should have paid the right fucking people to do it. You don't get any fucking profit off of this. And for those of you who were to take the steps to learn to do something, great, I accommodate you for doing that. But you know what? When you fuck something up, fucking repair it. Replace it. Redo it. Fix what you fucked up because that's why you're learning. You're not going to fix and then forget it. You're going to fuck it up and forget it. And then leave it that way and then let it get wrong, let it get exacerbated and get so far fucking gone from the first place that you never should have fucking touched it. I don't give a fuck if that's your 
irrigation system, if that's your fucking plumbing, I don't care if it's changing a light bulb, changing a fucking tire, or changing a fucking diaper. If you can't fucking do it right, figure it out. There are tons of people out there who are putting up daily videos all the time. YouTube has one of my fucking favorite videos on there, and this isn't a plug, but Chris Fix is just a normal fucking guy, does daily fucking videos of normal she does, and know what? He's got thousands of fucking followers. He's fucking sponsored on YouTube. That's another show, by the way, of how to get your own fucking YouTube channel and make money off it. But fuck the people that don't take the fucking time to figure out the right things to do. You can buy the parts for cheap on warehouse websites. You can price match at fucking stores. You can do whatever you need to do. But fucking do it right. If you don't know how to do it, Google it. Yeah. That fucking thing you're on watching porn, you can also Google how to do things. That same one you're fucking taking dick pics of, there's pictures of how to do things properly. Like, maybe not send a dick pic, you fucking weirdo. You don't know people, they don't need to see your shit. And guess what? Chicks don't really like dick pics, you fucktard. You have a better shot of sending them a picture of another girl. Figure that shit out. But, you shits that have consistently fucked things up on your cars, in your houses, on your daily life, and you've never went back to fucking redo it because you thought, eh, it's okay for now. Fuck you. You're the people that when other people come back to do things, if it was fixed properly the first time, wouldn't be as expensive as it is now to fix things because you fucked it up so bad, even the professionals can't fix it for the right price. They've got to get their professionals and their master techs to figure shit out to figure out how the fuck this house isn't falling over because you fucked it up royally. How is that car driving right now? That wheel's not even attached to anything. It's just being held on by lug nuts. If you don't know what lug nut is? Google it. It's not a thing in your fucking pants, you fucking weirdo either. All I'm saying is if you're gonna fucking try the DIY life, do it right. Research. 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 Then get your hands dirty. Then do it. Then when you fuck it up, call a friend, he's probably fucking done it already. Go on YouTube, they for sure done it already. Google it. If you don't know what the fuck it's called, you shouldn't have started this project in the first place. If you're gonna live the DIY life, understand there's consequences to your actions and there's judgment to be thrown your way because you want to do it right and you stopped halfway. You're a half-ass, half-twit. And if I've got to undo your DIY and undo your fuck-ups just to get things on a fucking even keel before I can upgrade things or put things in the right manner, you're a fucking asshole. Fuck you. You don't deserve a wrench in your hand. The DIY life is not for you. Figure out a way to pay someone else to do that job for you. Go to Home Depot, pick up some Mexicans because they're hands down better than you are at doing things right, and they'll do it right the first time. And you know what? It just costs a fucking hundred bucks and some fucking lunch. More than your fucking ass is worth doing, so fuck off. Well, that's all the time we've got for this episode for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes. That keeps putting this podcast in the most downloaded comedy podcast on iTunes week after week after week. We really appreciate that about you. Keep putting us up there. Can't wait till one day break that top 10. Also, don't forget to check out my friends at the No Phony Podcast Network. That's nophonynetwork.com. There's going to be 
a slew of websites. There's live podcasts on there. Everything you want to see on there from horror movies to your fantasy football picks to politics to cops with donuts. It's tons of fun to check out these guys in there. Support the cause by just tuning in. And don't forget to hit up the Shots for Like podcast. These are my friends, Budge and Finns. Just a bunch of drunken Irish fucks talking about whatever the hell they want, doing dumb things with each other. It is like jackass on a podcast. These East Coasters know what's going on, know how to have a good time. Check them out. Subscribe to them as well. Let them know what you think. Let me know what you think by leaving a comment in our podcast for iTunes. Shoot me an email at the rant with Herman James at gmail.com. Check out this podcast website at thehermanjames.com. Leave us a comment there. Subscribe. Get hooked up for upcoming podcast releases, as well as some of the giveaways and some of the sponsor information for people that are actually sponsoring this podcast and giving away good promotional items on that website. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes, Instagram, Facebook. All your social media is covered. We got everything on there. You want to be a next guest host on this podcast? Send me that email. You think there's a great idea that I haven't said anything about yet? Shoot me that email. You think that you're better than me? Fuck you. Well, you can still send me an email. But thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Can't wait to be in your ears next week.